What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to the 88th premium chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Coney 2012 episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. So we've been talking some on the sort of the main pod about how QAnon is morphing into this vague sort of save the children campaign. It kind of pulls on your heartstrings by appealing to uh, abused children in the way that's very loud and angry without accomplishing much, in the way it fixates on like drawing attention in the way it's so more social media focused than actually solving any problems in the real world. All of that kind of uh, reminded me of one of the biggest viral videos of all time, Coney 2012. Now, if you happen to be online in 2012, you almost certainly remember it. I mean, it was... It was everywhere. I mean, uh, Coney 2012 was this well-produced half-hour-long video that told a story about human rights abuses of a warlord based in Uganda named Joseph Coney, and it presented an ambitious plan to bring him to justice. The video and that plan were conceived by a San Diego-based nonprofit organization called Invisible Children. So when Coney 2012 was released, it was, at the time, the most viral video in history, achieving 100 million views in just six days. Wow. So even at the time, the most famous pop stars couldn't achieve that level of virality. Like Lady Gaga's music video for Bad Romance took 18 days to cross the 100 billion viewpoint. And the maker of that viral video is a man named Jason Russell. But instead of riding high on that success, Jason Russell had a very public and very naked meltdown after cracking under the pressure of sudden fame and intense criticism. So actually naked, right? Actually naked, okay. yes. yes. To give you an idea of what Jason's all about, here's how he describes himself on the Invisible Children website back in the day. Jason Radical Russell is a co-founder of Invisible Children, as well as our grand storyteller and dreamer. His sparks of creative intelligence and insanity have propelled IC <laughs> to redefine the concept of humanitarian work, offering new life to old hope. What? A filmmaker by trade, Jason graduated from the University of Southern California's film school with a degree in cinema production. He admires Oprah, Bono, Steven Spielberg, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, Boz Lerman, and Dan Eldon, and believes wholeheartedly in magic and the impossible. Already a proud papa to Gavin Danger and Everly Darling, Jason wants to have nine more children with his beautiful wife Danica, the girl who has been his best friend for over 23 years. Wait, he wants to... Put nine children in her? I want eleven children. That he has like, two, and that's the kid's like a names... threat. If I'm if I'm in a relationship with someone and they tell me that I'm to, I to put... pro- even to provide the sperm for <laughs> nine births, <laughs> I would be horrified. You're milking double me. Double digits, kids, and yeah, you're these names are me. these names are unforgivable. Yeah, Gavin Danger and Everly Darling. I mean, this guy is—he is very Californian and he's very Christian. I this mean, guy is an escaped AI from Pixar. Let's not a hundred percent. Now, before we uh, dive deep into the history of our hero, uh, <laughs> let's take a look at uh, Jason Russell's nemesis, Joseph Coney. To understand the rise of Coney, I'm going to rely on a 1997 report titled "The Scars of Death." Children Abducted by the Lord's Resistance Army in Uganda, which was published by the nonprofit organization Human Rights Watch. So, in the north of Uganda, there is an ethno-linguistic group of people known as the Acholi. Through most of the second half of the 20th century, the Acholi people were in conflict with ethnic groups in southern Uganda. This conflict was sparked, interestingly, by British colonialism. So, 
there's at least one instance in which British colonialism made things worse for the local population. Can't possibly have others, or Uh, (laughs) let's not look too far. During the period of British colonial administration, uh, the British mostly employed people in southern Uganda for the civil service, while people in northern Uganda, especially the Acholi, were mostly recruited into the armed forces. This created a division between the northern and southern Uganda that persisted even after the nation's independence in 1962. This created a division between the northern and southern Uganda that persisted even after that nation's independence in 1962. Southern Uganda was wealthier and contained most of the country's educated elite, while people in the north were much poorer and often relied on cattle farming and military service to support themselves. This socioeconomic division was exacerbated by frequent bouts of ethnic violence. So it sounds like what basically what happened is that the British rolled in, they created a, an ethnic caste system, mm-hmm. and they said, fuck <laughs> off, bye, yeah. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> Fast forward through a lot of turmoil to 1987. At this point, militant and cholis are being led by a woman named Alice Lacuena, who claimed to be a spirit medium. Lacuena anointed her soldiers with shea butter oil, which she claimed would cause bullets to bounce harmlessly off of their chests. During Lacuena's final clash with the Ugandan government, she led thousands of Acholi soldiers towards the capital city of Kampala. Lacuena got within 60 miles of the capital, where they encountered a large government force. Lacuena's soldiers, armed with rifles at best, proved to be no match for the military's heavy artillery, and thousands of her followers were killed. Lacuena herself fled to Kenya. In the wake of Lacuena's defeat, The Acholi rebel movement disintegrated and many rebels surrendered, but a few remained defiant under the leadership of a young relative of Alice Lequena's, his name, Joseph Kony. Kony claimed to be the inheritor of Lequena's spiritual tradition. His small group of rebels eventually came to call itself the Lord's Resistance Army. Joseph Kony's goal was to violently overthrow the government and spiritually purify the Acholi people from within. Oh no. However, The Lord's Resistance Army had a tendency to focus more on innocent civilians than the government. Here is a description of some of the atrocities committed by the group from that Human Rights Watch report I mentioned earlier. The Lord's Resistance Army is ostensibly dedicated to overthrowing the government of Uganda, but in practice the rebels appear to devote most of the time to attacks on the civilian population. They raid villages, loot stores and homes, burn down houses and schools, and rape, mutilate, and slaughter civilians unlucky enough to be in their path. When the rebels move on, they leave behind the bodies of the dead. But after each raid, the rebels take away some of those who remain living. In particular, they take young children, often dragging them away from the dead bodies of their parents and siblings. The rebels prefer children of 14 to 16, but at times they abduct children as young as 8 or 9, boys and girls alike. They tie the children to one another and force them to carry heavy loads of looted goods as they march them off into the bush. Children who protest or resist are killed. Children who cannot keep up or become tired or ill are killed. Children who attempt to escape are killed. The report goes on to describe just a a litany of just unimaginable atrocities committed by this group. So just just everyone agrees that Joseph Kony is a incredibly evil man. But uh, this whole situation is essentially the product of a terrible, decades-long, unnecessary conflict that gave rise to an indiscriminately violent rebel group. The situation in Uganda was a thorny problem that required one to untangle the complex economic, historical, religious, and ethnic forces at play to even begin to understand it. Who could possibly help bring peace to Uganda once again? Who could end Africa's longest-running war? How about a Christian theater kid from San Diego? Jason Russell. 
You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of QAnon Anonymous. We don't run any advertising on the show, and we'd like to keep it that way. For five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, a new one each week, and our entire library of premium episodes. So head on over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe. Thank you. Thanks. I love you. Jake loves you. (laughs) 